0: It's on Ontario. DraftKings Sportsbook has arrived. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports from MMA to playoff hockey to playoff hoops and so much more. Bet special parlays, spreads, money lines, and more. Plus, do it now from anywhere in the province. Join the action, download the app, and explore everything DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. To celebrate the pursuit of the cup, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering a wide variety of betting markets for all their customers. You can also check out DraftKings' impressive features, including same game parlays. Select a game and combine multiple bets, like which team will win, goals scored, and more, for a shot to win big. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Get excited, Ontario. DraftKings Sportsbook is live, so go to the App Store. And download DraftKings Sportsbook app now to get in on all the action. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call Connects Ontario one eight six six five three one two six zero zero. Nineteen plus. Physically present in Ontario. Eligibility restrictions apply. See sportsbook.draftkings.com for details. Please play responsibly. DraftKings operates pursuant to an operating agreement with iGaming Ontario. All right, we're recording? Yes, sir. Welcome, everyone, to the Rink Rat Report podcast. Today that you will be listening is Friday, May 27th. We are in the second round of the playoffs. Some teams through, Some teams still got to grid it out. As always, joined by Josh and Jason. How's it going? Good. Good. How are you? How's everyone doing? Feels good, yeah. And as we mentioned, this episode will be for depressed Leafs fans that are either watching the second round or... Too upset to watch the second round, or just curious as to what the hell's going on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as we did mention, though, there was some Leafs news that happened this week. The number one thing on the docket: Mark Giordano signing a two-year deal with an AAV of eight hundred thousand dollars. It is rumored, per Elliot Friedman, that the deal was supposed to be worth one million per. And he went back to the Leafs and said, I want less so that we can build this team better.
1: Absolute stud.
0: Mr. Toronto. What a
1: stud. That's how you Incredible. get your way on Legends Row. There's a couple other ways to get there. Maybe uh, winning a Winning a cup, something. But you know what? Winning a <laughs> cup. Seems a little harder taking than.
0: Taking less. Yeah.
1: But um,
0: if Harold Ballard was still the GM, I mean, taking less, 100%, <laughs> the, the, the statue would be built. You get your. Your name in the rafters by that. Oh that point. yeah, a hundred percent. But we're currently we currently have on Calgary, Edmonton, the Battle of Alberta, which has not been anything short of just a great series. A bit mm-hmm. of a gonger here and there, but uh, right now it's one nothing Calgary. So yeah, if we we sound like we don't know what's going on in Game Five here, it's because it's not done yet. <laughs> but
1: yeah, but back to Giordano. I thought he was played fantastic for us down the stretch in the regular season uh especially as a bottom six or bo- bottom third pairing the third pairing role that he was playing i thought he played great bottom played, six on defense yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thought he uh yeah he played well in the playoffs too and I, I think he brings just that awesome stability to that third pairing oh yeah and you can kind of put him with anyone and he'll be able to produce and if i noticed it had been in the playoffs in, in the dying minutes of a game he's not afraid to throw him out there with brody so that's Good, comfortable stability for 800K for the next two years. Like, how oh, yeah. how can you not just be ecstatic about it? I know.
0: Yeah. 12 points in 20 games with the Leafs since coming over. Pretty good. Playing 19, 12 a game. And then in the playoffs, he had, I believe it was two points. It's mm-hmm. all the way down here. Yeah. Two points in seven games playing 2007. Uh, brings just like leadership, really helped out Timothy Lilgren. Look, Lilgren looked awesome with him. Pretty much anyone looks awesome with Mark Giordano, though, because Hole did as well. Uh, But he's a really smart player at both ends. He's not afraid to take care of business in front of the net, make the the goalie's life a lot easier. He's not afraid to jump up into the offense as well. We saw, I mean, twelve points in twenty games, and you can pick out each of the. I I posted a a reel with all of his points, uh, with the notable points on it, uh, on our Instagram and our twitter every all over the place and just a lot of the points just came from smart jumping up into the play either uh, you know doing that fake where he has the puck it looks like he's going to shoot and then he sends the puck over uh to the front of the net that resulted in a few goals there it's, what else can you say yeah it's an awesome defenseman yeah i
1: just want to bring up one more thing before we talk about like the yeah. uh reality of the situation with having 7d but um my, uh, Jay fresh posted a, the microstats profile for him uh and it's a lot it's a lot not different but it's not what you'd expect from his um work card because his work card doesn't work card doesn't really speak the whole story of who mark Giordano is mm-hmm. like he he's he's the ni- 93rd percentile in possession exit rate 94th percentile in denial rate on entries mm-hmm. um for, for like uh 91% on in zone shots and 87% on in
0: zone assists so he's just kind of like the closer to 100%, the better.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And it's just, he just, those are kind of the areas that I feel like our team does, like, doesn't like does really do well in. In zone offense, we really only have Morgan Riley, and I guess a couple of our guys can do it, but he does, does a very good job at it. But entry defense is the thing that screams out to me in zone exits. Like just having someone who's not letting the puck in your zone and getting it out efficiently is just great. Something
0: to have. you need. It's exactly. great to have. Exactly. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up, I mean, it's not a coincidence that. Our goalie started playing better once he came over? hmm Like, right? 100%. Just, the defenseman has such an impact on the goalie save percentage, and just remember that, right? Yeah. So anything else you wanted to add about Giordano, oh, like just as a front, player? In
2: front of that, like you said, his, his metrics in terms of, like, expected goals against, high danger chances against, inner slot shots, slot shot, all good. He's good at preventing mm-hmm. all those. He's a really good defenseman who's probably worth, like, on a one-year deal, like four million dollars, three, yeah. four million dollars, easily he could get somewhere. I, yeah. I'd have to pull up some comparables for some older defensemen, but like, I,
1: I was about to say, Ryan Suter just made $3.65 for for three point six five million dollars for the next years. four years. Four years, yeah, uh, yeah. and he was thirty-six at, at the age of signing. Yeah, so and he
2: could easily get a one year at Suter for right? sure. It's probably for sure a, similarly.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I think he's a bit older, is he? Yeah, he
2: is. Yeah, I'm he's, he's two, two years older. If you take that thre- okay, yeah. four-year, and make it a one-year. You could.
1: But by the time
0: we t- get that age, exactly 100 percent yeah 100 percent. That's a good point. yeah, I just love how you know he's coming off that second big contract and it's he he gets to play where he wants on his terms, so absolutely love it. So now the Leafs do have seven defensemen under team control that is five signed for next season and two in Rasmus Sandin and Timothy Lilgren that are restricted free agents. Do you guys see a move coming this summer? with regards to the defense?
1: I I would like to see a move, but I have this weird gut feeling that this is going to be our 7D rolling forward. Justin Hall, obviously. Timothy Raza razasen being the, the other three that, that are on our team other than the ones that are already signed, the, the four that we all, all know and love. Um, but yeah, I just have this weird gut feeling that they really like the stability of Hall and they like the Hall-Giordano pairing, especially with how much they play in the playoffs. I really think that they're gonna. Tr- I don't know. I really hope they don't do this, but it seems like, in my head, they might try and make Timothy Lilgren try and fight for that spot to get in. But
2: you think they would be Lilgren, the righty, over like Sandin? Maybe the Sandin. Then I don't know.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, because I mean, I didn't at times I didn't love uh, Riley and Lilgren. However, Riley and Sandin was a thousand times worse. But it's not even about that. Just like handedness. Yeah, yeah that like, as well.
2: Barrier to entry. There's not really. Yeah.
1: I, I think with, with signing Mark Giordano, you're almost saying, like, we want Tim, like we want Rasmus Sandin yeah, to play the yeah. right side, maybe? Because, like. That's what it kind of seems like. Because mm-hmm, we have right? four. We have, like, Morgan Riley, Jake Muzzin, Mark Giordano, Timothy. Or, sorry, Rasmus Sandin. That's four lefty right there.
0: Brody's a lefty too, but plays, yeah, the, right but plays the right side. But
1: plays right side. But maybe that's what they're trying to do with Sandin. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It'll um, be interesting. I, mm-hmm. I
0: wonder how bad that knee injury is too. I wonder if he has the ACL surgery this summer. That's entirely possible. I Mm -hmm. have no sources on that. I have no inside information. It's just a kind of thought, right? So that'd be like eight months Mm -hmm. that he'd be gone pretty much the entire season. Right. So we'll see, um, something to keep an eye on though, for sure. Um, in the coming months, we'll say, but, Quick
1: uh. quick percentage chance you guys think of Justin Hall getting traded. Or, I don't know, or another defense. Let's just say a defense getting traded. Like f- probably 50%. Yeah. 50%, quite I'd, I'd
0: put it at 50-50. Right.
2: There's also, like you said, there's a possibility that they just go forward. They're yeah. like, our My priority is just going to be signing our two young guys to a good deal, and then most of our free agent focus will be on goalie and depth forward. forward. Yeah. Makes sense. Exactly. Because, like, you you weren't really going to add anyone that's better than Mark Giordano realistically anyway. No, so no. you could this you could consider this like this is their big de- defense move and that's completely fine. Yeah, um, I had a percentage question for you. Let's hear it. Big Twitter debate. What percentage credit do you give Kyle Dubas for the Mark Giordano
0: signing? Like, z- 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 like,
1: I don't know, 1%? 0%? Like, I don't know. I don't want to bag on him, but Some, it's like...
0: I mean, he's built a competitive team and that's yeah, why, like, if fair. the Leafs were yeah, in yeah. last place, Mark Giordano's not fair. coming here. If the Leafs right. were... Uh, on the outside looking in on the playoffs, he's not coming here. So I, I think indirectly he does have an impact, mm-hmm. but I don't think Mark Giordano was going like, I love Kyle Dubas as a D- GM and I will do anything to play for him. Mm-hmm. Like, right? yeah, I,
1: I'd say 25%. I'm going to change everything. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Well, right. if he, he did build like some of the team, so. yeah, you're right. Um, um, but yeah,
0: yeah, that's fair. Right. So.
1: But people are on Twitter are making it seem like he like, oh, talked him down. Well,
0: also, to, like, Twitter, in order to get social <laughs> engagement, you have to be on one side or the other yeah. and you have to make up stuff even if you don't believe I it. I like that Elliot Friedman kind of like essentially poured cold water on any
2: like dubious hard bargain mm-hmm. situation here. It's like Jordan I was like, no, no, like, give me less. Like, like, <laughs> it's like the Kevin LeBanc contract so, negotiations. What, a few that years was ago. like a, I'm motioning under the table because they just put his future contract in a drawer under the table and then signed it the next year.
0: Not even they they put it in a drawer and then he looked at it and he burned it and said I want less.
2: No, I'm saying no, no. <laughs> this is what happened there, I think. He signed for like 1 million yes. right coming off a big year to help them keep their cap down to sign whoever they wanted to sign. Mm-hmm. And they told him, you sign 1 million for this year, we're going to make a run at it. Next year you get this contract. And that's what happened. Well,
0: it's 2 years though, right? What? His contract. No, but you're, you're missing Let's just move on. So it'd be the years after or I am. That's just my point. All right. (laughs) Don't want any bad radio. All right. Anywho. Anyways, any other leaf stuff to get into or. Yeah. We got uh, William Nylander at the world championship controlling, uh, controlling Twitter. It seems like in the Twitter discussion, It, it even leaked over to the airwaves so much. It was such a, a big conversation there, but I mean, He's not even the only Leaf that's over there, which is kind of funny. Uh, David Kampf is there as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, He is playing on Czechia with David Pasternak, Mm -hmm. another pretty notable player who's scored a pretty nice, pretty signature David Pasternak goal today. Um, I just wanted to open it to you guys first. What do you guys think about Nylander over there, the clips that have come out from it, you know? It's, it's just,
1: it's just honestly sad and disheartening to see. I know it's like kind of bananas to hear that. Maybe I am like overreacting a little. It just hurts because it's like, man, like you are like we like we want. I, I want this team to win so bad, and it's like just the clip of Surnak when where he lets up on the boards, and then you just see this where he's literally running people. He, he like almost like slewfooted a guy almost dirty, not dirty, but like I don't know. He was he was hitting people. I I swear I've never seen that in my life. Like. I'm not going to say that he never goes in a corner. I've seen Nylander. He he does go in the corner. He, he is big. He's strong. It's like,
2: use that more. It's like, you're using against Latvia. Like why Latvia? Because all he teams? can. Yeah, I guess. It's like when you played like, well, when I played against you and you were a kid and you're my two years, younger brother, like it was a lot easier to bump you around. Just dominate the post. than somebody that was older like that. Cause the, like no offense to Latvia. This is, I don't want to rip on Latvia. I'm sure they got some good Rudolf Spalser, good mm-hmm. players on that team. But like Arthur Solus in that, it's, it's like an easy target. That's why. Yeah. And I'm sure there's no there's a context of that video missing where maybe someone slewfoots him or slashes him or something like that. And he probably saw red and started throwing the body.
3: 100%. If you're wondering,
2: he had 19 hits
0: all year this year. I think he had five in that one video. Uh, I think probably credited with less, but yeah. I mean, did anyone here watch Sweden versus Latvia? No. no. So nobody here, ha- like nobody. Th- this is what I'm getting into. These are three clips strung together wildly out of context. None of us here watch Sweden Latvia because why the hell would you? Honestly, I. We don't know what happened before that. We don't know what he did the rest of the game, right? Because the one thing we know with William Nylander, he gets hot and he gets cold. The perfect example was in the playoffs, Game Six. He didn't skate out that icing. The icing came all—like, he could have had a chance to beat him and get the puck, and there would have been no icing. Instead, he let up, and the icing went back the other way. A few minutes later, he had a fantastic chance in front. The stop was made, and he hightailed it back and back-checked and was able to stop up the play there. Also, Game 5, he had a fantastic defensive play that helped us stifle— the Tampa Bay Lightning. I was, we were at the stag. You remember what the, the guy at the next table uh, the table next to us oh, said? Yeah. He was like, oh, my God, that was William Nylander. Was he picks funny. and chooses. Against Canada today, he just looked like William Nylander. Mm-hmm. Right? If he was out there today banging against Pierre-Luc Dubois and Matt Barzell and all of them and he was going wild, I would have had some eyebrow raises there. I would have said, this is totally disheartening. Guess what? He played like William Nylander. He scored a goal on a breakaway, which people complained about that too. Oh, now he scores on breakaways. Yeah, Chris Drieger versus Andre Vasilevsky. Just look at the competition. Look at the context. Stop being mad about absolutely nothing. Who cares that he's over at the World Championships? Who cares that he laid a hit against Latvia? This is an absolute moot point. Mm, I don't agree with you. Here's why. The reason it's not a moot point is
2: that if it's who cares why he's at the World Juniors, why is half of Leafs Twitter retweeting that video of him hitting guys being like look how physical he is this is awesome if it and then the matter,
0: other half is saying get rid of this guy he doesn't care about the well, leafs well correct that's why that's why i'm saying i'm meeting right in the middle and saying who the hell cares nice. but yeah no I turned off my mic no, i didn't turn off your mic
1: oh it went down for a second they're not okay. turning off your mic Okay, but I think it's because you're just. I'm
2: being silent. I'm being silent. Because you you're leaning away like this. But like, <laughs> I'm just saying
3: the Nylander clan is silent. Like, I would love.
2: To, I also. Do, who cares? Whatever. Who, I agree. But people clearly care. That's one thing. People either way. They either are really excited that he's scoring goals, or they're like, "Why is this guy playing?" Two, one week after we got eliminated, he's too good for this tournament. Blah blah blah. He's Why not. is he throwing the body like?
0: If Pasternak's there, he's not. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's people
2: in Boston that are saying, well, he didn't make the playoffs either.
0: Yeah, that's true as well. I, I think this is
2: generally looked at by North Americans as a very below like skill
0: and level. And that's the other thing. So the reason why I'm also saying who cares, last year Mitch Marner got hounded on Twitter because he played golf the next day, which may, should he have taken a cart, you know, <laughs> maybe limped a little bit. Sure. You know, he, he did walk the course. The picture that came out, though, that Sean Avery put her everywhere was fake. He played a different course uh, than that what was booked in that picture there. So that's why, at the World Championships, the reason William Nylander went to the World Championships and what people in North America don't understand, it is a massive deal in Europe. The, the parades that happen in Finland and in Sweden when they win are bonkers. Did you see Finland? There was no NHL players at the Olympics this year. Did you see the Finnish parade? They were up at 5 a.m. The bars were open at 5 a.m. There was a guy naked at 10 a.m. But,
2: Joe, you're indirectly making the point against you, and you do this all the time, you don't even realize. Because I have ADHD. Every Leafs fan saying, exactly, we want that parade. Why aren't you throwing that body in the playoffs
0: for us? You just made the argument for these people. (laughs) He went over there. In my opinion, he played like William Nylander. I'm just saying, it has nothing... I didn't watch the World
2: Championships. They're on during the day. I didn't watch them. I watched the overtime where he tripped the guy, which was kind of a soft call. <laughs> and then freaking Matt Barzell made a nice pass to Drake Batherson, oh, Ottawa Senators. Whatever. My point is to say everyone is so like, I don't get this hate. Is I think that is a lie. You absolutely do understand where this hate is coming from.
0: I know you do. People, I Twitter, think people are taking it out of context, though. No
2: doubt. Absolutely. But... To just say, oh, I don't understand. You can clearly make a connection here of like that clip that you showed of Mm -hmm. him in the corner. The clip of the icing that he didn't skate or Mm -hmm. or skate down. Those are also out of context, right? Like, I'm sure he's made a lot of good plays that we didn't see. Yeah, you did. Same thing here. I'm like you said, I'm sure there's a lot of him being lazy that you didn't see at the World Championships, Mm -hmm. too. But that's kind of where it all comes to. To the head, half the people on Twitter obsess over William Nylander and really like him. That's their guy. 100% fair. The other half of people hate him for whatever reason. Absolutely not their guy. So, these are this is just a perfect opportunity for that to clash. And when it clashes, it's like politics, left, right, bang, explosion. But to say, oh, I don't get, I don't understand, like, why are people saying this? It's a moot point. Well, for some, it's a moot point. For others, it's the most important thing that happened for them today. I don't know why, but. That's just how it is, but I'm just saying. My perspective is I can clearly see why people would be upset at that, Mm -hmm. and on the other hand, I can also see why people are like, "Oh, he's just a good player." But
0: I don't know. I'd love where you sit on that. I'd love to know. I I don't know. I don't know. Like it's gotten me very fired up, where I want to watch this Sweden Latvia game and see what the hell happened in it. I uh, I think they need to find a better
2: role for William Nylander next year. That's my. They
0: need to find a better center.
2: Yeah. Well. I don't know if that that's gonna. He might have to be the center,
3: and
0: that's where we discussed that last episode. If you want to
2: give yeah. that, a I, I, I think uh, again, I don't think anyone in the Leafs organization cares that much. Some people may be like, "Oh wow, I don't think he gave that effort for us." Some people might be like, "That's what he normally plays like." Again, chicken and egg scenario, but for me, I I'm not on either side, but I definitely understand why people are upset
0: about that. Okay. Like, not hard to understand at all. I I agree. Yeah. But I can see it. However, I think it's ridiculous and you're getting mad to for the sake of getting mad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, huh.
2: It's the Toronto. That's just how it goes. That's
0: how it goes in this business. Imagine
2: the Leafs went to a strip club before
0: the they got eliminated. <laughs> uh, before we move off of the Leafs, so Jason and I, instead of preparing for this podcast, <laughs> we're looking up the most ridiculous goalie stats possible. Uh, and Josh, you were not here. So I wanted to get see what you can guess okay. on some of these goalie stats. And so the background to this, Jason was saying that people uh on TV they were saying Mike Smith is stifling the Calgary Flames dump ins. Mm-hmm. They're dumping it in and he's picking it off and he's stopping it and makes it harder to dump and change. Or sorry, uh, dump and chase, mm-hmm. correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's we were and we were talking about it too, because but, you, I th-
0: but I thought goaltenders attenders exactly. were supposed it's, to tend the goal.
1: It's funny because you hear both of these things being said in like the same broadcast. It's like the funniest yeah. thing. But yeah, sorry, go and ahead. And then
0: you see Markstrom give up the puck. Yeah, exactly. On. So we took a look at it. Natural stat trick does have individual stats for goalies. Goals, assists, secondary assists, and even so much as takeaways, hits, giveaways, penalties drawn, all of that. So we took a look. Regular season, all strengths. Who do you think led the, the league for goalies in takeaways?
2: Uh, I've, like, how would I even guess that? Like, <laughs> no offense. How would I even guess that? Uh,
0: Jacob Markstrom? No. Nope. He's uh, nowhere near.
2: How would I guess that? How
0: in the world would I guess that? Number just... one in the league. 49 games played. Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell with 45. Next highest is Vasilevsky
2: with 16. Yeah, I wonder why that is, if I had to guess. Do you think it's option A, that Jack Campbell is just the greatest goalie in the history of takeaways, or B, whoever's scoring
0: it for the Leafs so is just <laughs> giving him a bunch of takeaways? <laughs> That's, That's pr- probably i <laughs> I'd love to see the—I the, might actually do it—the The divide between home and away for that, because— <laughs> The the divide in terms of home and away for takeaways is actually quite hilarious. No surprise. There was one game I think the Leafs like just didn't get takeaways or there was no takeaways in the game for several periods against Buffalo. It was kinda yeah, funny.
2: That felt like Buffalo against the
0: Leafs. But anyway, so and then uh, number three, guess who number three is actually? Mrazic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> wow, I wonder what <laughs> I wonder why. That's such a mystery. Thirteen and twenty games. Uh, where, played. where's Joseph Wall? He's probably fifth. <laughs> no, uh, Shalgren's 12th though. Okay, come on. This is <laughs> right. um all right, so the goaltender that led the league in hits this year. <laughs> is it Jack Campbell? No. <laughs> Merce Lekins led the league with goal or he he had two two registered hits this year. Solid. Which makes no sense. And then our last one we'll do giveaways. Per game Mike Smith Led the way. It's he gotta had be 36 team. and 28, but Hellebro- Hellebuck actually had 58 giveaways in 66 games played. That's a lot. Flurry was second with 38. Quickly,
1: yeah. though, I have the home and away splits. Can you guess how many takeaways Jack Campbell has away?
0: Zero. He has one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! That guy. That, that's <laughs>
1: no. It's just funny. It's just a funny thing to look into. That's that's insane. <laughs> he has forty-four takeaways at home.
0: <laughs> and how many games played?
2: Twenty-six. His his, his agent should have, should slip in a takeaways contract
0: uh, uh, incentive. He's yeah. the best puck handler in the league. <laughs> that that is incredible. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's like immensely when you you know the timekeeper and you get him to write a, uh, you as the sit. second Yeah, <laughs> well, I've been there, brother. I've been there. <laughs> to boost it. Um, Before we move on from
2: yeah. the, yes. everything, the William Nylander stuff, someone we know posed to Joe and I a question today, like just as a fun thing, like Nylander for Fiala. Who says no, okay? Joe said Leafs say no. Good. I said I I agree, but, you know, Fiala had more points this year, actually, than Nylander, which I think people would be surprised at. But those three went within, like, four picks of each other in the draft. Five, Joel, you tell me. Something around there. And they're all very similar skilled. I want you, Jason, to rank those three players. Who was the third? Fiala, Nylander. Oh, Sorry, I should have said, yeah. Yeah, Sorry, I didn't (laughs) Um, Not Nick Ritchie, by the way, who was also in there. Shout out Nick Ritchie, though.
1: It's tough because Ehlers doesn't really get to play a lot at 5-on-5 five five in Winnipeg. He probably should get more time. Um, because his
0: last name isn't Lowry.
1: <laughs> um, but probably Fiala, then a, like... like I don't know. Fiala, Nylander, Ehlers. E- El- Ehlers, Nylander are kind of like... Maybe Ehlers. I don't know. So you would trade Nylander for Fiala? I don't know if I would trade him just because I, it depends what the RFA deal is going to be, right? Because what if he wants a one-year deal and just walks. What if he wants a s- s- crazy amount of money? Like, there's a lot more that would have to go into it. If, if he was signed for a year, maybe, yeah, probably, depending on the number. But the value of William Nylander is that he's signed already and he has one more year after this year. So
2: two years total. Two
1: years,
0: yes.
3: just say.
2: yeah. Yeah, just an interesting thought. Joe, any yeah. thoughts?
0: Like, I, I would really like to see all of Fiala's goals versus all of Nylander's goals and then make an assessment in terms of fit within the Toronto Maple Leafs. Because if Nylander is the better goal scorer amongst the two, I would rather William Nylander. Like I, I know I said Nylander so quick because I didn't realize Fiala had eighty-five points this year uh, and thirty-three goals. But because at the beginning of the year he like led the league. If you subtract, it was if you subtract goals minus individual expected goals, he was like last in the league for a good twenty games. Right, so I, I thought, okay, his finishing ability isn't that great, but clearly I was wrong. So I'd have to watch some tape on that. Just pitch. a fun thing to because
2: they were drafted within four picks of each other, and yeah. I think all, all four of those, three of those guys, probably should have gone a, a touch earlier in the draft. Like yeah. really skilled, probably knocked a bit for. All Pasternak the, went like twenty-five in yeah, that. draft. That's
0: crazy, right? So wasn't Fiala went like number eleven, and yeah. it was a reach. People going crazy about that um, one. I can't
2: remember the reach or not reach. Maybe you're probably right. I think so. Because he's from a very like small hockey Switzerland. country. He's Swiss or is he from Switzerland? Yeah, yeah he's
0: Swiss. Yeah. I, mean, then, I don't know if he play, played junior hockey in Swiss, but, but he had a maybe. like. If
2: you watched him at the World Juniors, he would have been like, "Wow, this guy's got some high end skill." And you know, Nashville picked him, then traded him. That's not a good trade.
0: How did Granlin do this Grandland year? Granlund had a good
2: year too, but just still, yeah, it's in terms of. Direction for the like team. if the Leafs make a Nylander trade like that, or they trade Nealander for like a whatever five years older guy who they might think is better, like that's a I think that's probably not a good trade. No, mm-hmm. yeah, even yeah, for I, only two years, probably would be the very similar trade.
0: But oh my god, I loved the fit going into this off like this off season. I loved the fit in terms of uh, Grandlin and the Leafs. Because uh, last year, he had 13 goals. Mm-hmm. All of them were tips and front of the net cleanups. This year, he only had 11 goals. Yeah, I think he was Two more... Two less in 29 games played more.
1: I think it's because... Was he playing with Duchesne and
0: Possibly, yeah. He's still had 64 points. He played so, yeah. the power play. This he, he was a big distributor. Power play assists. Yeah, he got yeah. a lot of assists this year. Eight points in six games at the World Championships for Granlin.
2: The other thing that I find funny... I want to chime in for one more thing about the World Championships is like maybe i don't i don't want to say no that it's, it's, I'm gonna leave it. here wait before before you say anything i just want
1: to like money puck has a like a, a a shooting talent like yeah uh so Ooh. uh it's not the bl end all it's just something interesting that we can talk about right now quickly it's like um so william Nylander is 0.3 below uh, expect his shooting talent is 0.3 below average right kevin fiala is so basically, saying he's like compared to other players shooting the similar shots that generated the, these expected goals, he's scoring point three percent less than like the average shooter. Wow, point three percent, point three percent.
2: Yeah, is that like on a how do you? Is that like shooting percentage? Shooting percentage is point three below expected? shooting talent
1: compared to average player. Okay, whatever, that's fine. I don't
2: know. I don't know. Point three. Three sure. point.
1: Uh. Just say if he's better or not. Ke- he's worse than all, th- all 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 two guys. Kevin, oh. Kevin Fiala three point seven above. Nikolai Ehlers fourteen point four percent above. Yeah, that's so not.
2: It's not that surprising. Interesting. Well, I bet this year he was abnormally higher than he usually is, though.
1: That was this. I'm pretty. Yeah, it's just for 20, 2022. Can you look at the
2: previous year for him?
1: Uh, twenty yeah, point five percent below, ten percent below the year before, six point wow. two. Well, why are you surprised at that? Two point
0: eight. We've always said like he has a great shot, but he should score way more goals. Yeah, I thought he was scoring more goals. I remember a few years ago, he just kept hitting the glass behind the net. But well, this year he scored more, but that was as a result of Shim just shooting shooting more, more, Mm -hmm. puck more. Yeah. Anyways. yeah, that's pretty cool. I did not know that. Yeah,
2: we'll we'll, we'll probably we'll look more into that later. The Nylander discussion will never stop.
0: Doesn't matter. It will never never stop. Agreed. 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 Um. But I would I, do Ealers.
1: I would actually do Ealers. Sorry, he's signed for three yeah. more years at six mil. I would do Ealers.
0: I feel like, yeah. And he's less also and potentially under, a better play. Yeah, underutilized mm-hmm. in in Winnipeg. It feels like um, Fiala is the only one of the three not at the World Championships. Interesting.
2: Yeah, because his team made the playoffs.
0: <laughs> no, uh, well Ealers didn't, but Neilander did. I know. Pasternak did. Granlund did. All right, I guess it's not as big of a deal in Switzerland. But I think we've kind of said all we can say in terms of the Leafs. Yes, probably more than what we should. <laughs> oh, I'm say. sure the Leafs will come up again. I'm. It's I'm it's sure. funny because
1: last episode we said, "All right, this is the last time we're talking about the Leafs, unless there's news." And then just Giordano signs the, the next smallest day. amount of news <laughs> showed up, so
0: we <laughs> bashed our heads in with it. But before we get into the second round series. I want to tell you a little bit about our friends at Manscaped. Fellas, sweaty sack summer is approaching and it's time for you to prioritize the comfort of your crotch. That's why the kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped, have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. I've had the honor of testing out these new boxers and I can say it's the softest fabric of any underwear. So breathable that it's like gills for your groin. They even trademarked the jewel pouch so you know it's serious. I think it's time you invest in your family jewels. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off and free shipping by using the code RINKRAT at manscaped.com. That is R-I-N-K-R-A-T at manscaped.com. So shall
2: we? Can I say something? Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. Come for the like analysis, Joey watching tape. Great goalie, uh, expert goalie analysis. Stay for him sway- saying it's sweaty sacks.
0: <laughs> it is, I don't know.
2: <laughs> it is, but with the Manscaped Boxers
1: briefs, pretty breathable, you know? They are. Pretty breathable, and they have like a nice little, well, we'll call it a rump at the front to get your package in there nice and secure instead of just a flat. <laughs>
2: yeah, this is not a cue for you to talk more about it.
1: Anyways, you know, you know what I'm saying, but anyways, there's... <laughs> There's thought about the male anatomy when they created them.
0: If if you're understanding what I'm saying. This is now a male anatomy podcast. (laughs) Sure. Let's get into it. Let's get into first and foremost. Why were the Panthers found dead in a Fort Lauderdale apartment? Foul play suspected. What happened there? 4-0? They couldn't get one win? They had, what, three goals in those games?
2: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Was it total three?
2: I think you're right. I think it was three Nice. Roles.
0: One of the highest scoring teams in the uh, in the regular season. The President Trof- President's, Trof- President's Choice Trophy winners brought to you by President's Choice. I don't know. How do you say that word? <laughs> Anyways. Uh, and they stunk up the joint against the Tampa Bay Lightning, who I thought were going to be tired in the second round and tired in these playoffs. The Braden Pointless. Tampa Bay Lightning. Too. The,
2: the game changer in that series, and this is like really easy to say because it's easy to point out, was that Ross Colton goal with one second left. Oh, yeah. That was the absolute, oh boy, we're in trouble now. And they they just never came back. Game mm. four, they had a good effort,
0: 49 shots.
2: How many of them went in?
0: They must have, I mean, it must have been the glitter that's still uh...
2: zero. Zero. I, I said it last year, probably around this time, and I don't even know if it was a hot take then. It's probably. Not now. Maybe it still is. First of all, he's by far the best goalie in the league, Andre Vasilevskiy. By far. I don't care who else comes up, hot, cold. If you need to win one game and you take anyone other than that guy, you are crazy. Tampa Bay in that game four kind of showed up a little flat. They were terrible. In the first start. They were the terrible, but it. they have the best goalie of all time. I'll say it. he is going to go down as the best goalie of all time. That I said it last year, too. He's on his way, and he's going to do it. He's 27 years old still. Yeah, that's true. Look yeah.
1: at his playoff
0: numbers. They're just like, I don't even have yeah. to. They're just so disgusting. Also, take
1: away the Leafs from his, and then look at his playoff numbers. Uh, okay. Because oh, yeah.
2: they're crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, what, they're, what, they're, what was his the save percentage in that series? 980? Like, actually, it was like 980. In this one, probably,
1: yeah.
0: In this one, yeah. something like That's uh, insane. And it's not like he's playing inferior shooting talent. No, not at all. Like, a, a lot of people are saying, oh, like, the Panthers didn't really get tips. They didn't get like slot chances and all that. Like they did though. They did. From what I was watching, they got a lot of tip chances. I mean, they. I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Do they have the best net front finishing? Like just garbage, garbage goal guy. Well, the one one like of Mason their, Marchman, but he was injured all well, series.
1: One of their three goals came net front. The second one was just below the hash marks in the slot. So,
0: mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't know, but. Maybe they didn't get enough of that, I don't know, but yeah. still, this is, like, when you look at the Panthers' roster, it's still loaded with talent, loaded mm-hmm. with shooting talent, loaded with, like, guys that can score goals, right? And, I don't know, their their power play this series was just...
2: The whole playoffs, absolutely. Whole playoffs. Them, which is shocking because the amount of good players they have on their power play. But also, like, the blame should be directly on their star players, which is Barkov and yeah. Huberdeau those guys were really bad. Like they were, they just weren't good. Yeah. They didn't produce like, you know, sometimes like you you talk about. It's very obvious against Montreal. Okay. You know, it's, it's Matthews and Martin's fault. They didn't score. Well, Mm -hmm. to be fair to those guys, they had other than Nylander, who was good. Absolutely. Zero secondary scoring help. Yeah. Florida has a ton of depth scoring and a lot of the guys played pretty decently. Yeah. Some of them didn't some, but they had other guys chipping in Giroux chipped in Reinhardt had three or four goals. Obviously, Carter Verhage was insane, mm-hmm. but oh, no. oh yeah, Barkov and Huberto were not good, and that's probably where the blame is going to lie for them. I know I like we were the podcast that said yeah it shouldn't be on Matthews and Marner last year, but like those guys didn't have good showings. Even in Washington, they didn't look good, and their power play was bad. And I think the blame for me would be coaching and their yeah. their top dogs.
0: I um, thought Huberto made some nice passes here and there. Well, he probably watching, got but... a little bit of the
2: Marner syndrome, where like he set guys up, but they didn't finish. But mm-hmm. yeah. again, it's not like Marner didn't take any. Yeah. He, he took a year. The heat.
0: one, the one clip specifically in my mind was he sent, he walked in, he, like walked in a little bit, sent it cross ice to Forsling, and Forsling put it straight into Vasilevsky's chest. It's like, I gave you, you know, take but, the horse to water, you can't let make it drink. And also,
2: like we were also critical. Goal of like Mitch Marner, like he's got to play better. We said, yeah, that. we didn't say he has to be traded or exposed to the expansion draft, like some people, but like that's all that I'm saying for Florida. Like, do not trade Barkov or Huberto, you're absolutely oh, effing no. insane if you ever do that. But looking forward to next year, because they're going to be good next year as well not as good, but good, those guys will probably have to step up and play better.
0: Yeah, Mason Marchman is going to be a UFA, I believe. Claude Giroux Claude is a UFA, they got to pay for Hagee a little bit more. Barkov a little bit more. When's Huberto up? The year after. Two,
1: two years. So, yeah, not next year, the year after. They have oh, wow. $3.9 million in cap space, and they have to sign. Well, they have, they have five defensemen on their roster and nine forwards signed. So, someone actually might get moved.
2: Oh. Yeah, I know who's going to get moved. Anthony Duclair? No. Oh. He's not. A, three mil not bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. What about the goalie? How are you going to move him? I don't know. That's the thing. Arizona looks good at this time. Of year. I know,
0: but... It's gonna be a lot to you have what, no you have no capital to give yeah. up to, to to package them there. They, they do.
1: They don't have their next three first round picks. They they only have one second round pick that's in twenty twenty three. They have three third round picks or sorry two yeah. third round picks. So they have they're
0: really they're probably gonna really be hoping that Denisenko, uh, Grigory Denisenko, who was their former first round pick, uh, steps up. I believe. Who was there? Who are their other recent first round picks? You can write Anton Lindell. Yeah, that's a really he good one great. there. Alexi Hippo Niemi, I'm not sure if he was yeah. traded, though. Uh, he's a pretty talented player. Denisenko only had 18 points in 30 games. Yikes. That's not great. They'll get, they'll get some Corey Perry,
2: uh, Giordano, Bogosian situations. There, mm-hmm. like for sure. 100%. Because guys can make more there than making a million or a million and a half in Canada. So mm-hmm. that's Maybe, true. there will be a couple guys. But I also want to address one more thing. There was a tweet that you sent was like, oh, wow, I can't believe the Panthers gave up all this capital for this second round exit, all the picks and prospects. Like, I'm sorry, look at their team. Their team was unreal. No, I sent
0: it because someone called it the worst deadline Which is insane. Ever. Which
2: is insane. But how are you going to blame a GM for seeing a window where, hey, Barkov's contract goes up next year. Hey, Mason March was not going to be back on this team. You know, Carter Heggy's extension kicks in next year. Like, this was a massive opportunity for them. Did it come through? No. But are you really going to criticize a GM for going all in? That's the, I'm getting, by the way, Claude Giroux, who's one of the best players to be traded at the deadline in the last twenty years, he was pretty good for them. He was fantastic he was for them. It's just stupid. Yeah. Like people who say that th- those things are like, I know everything. It, it's all I get. I hate it, but it's all like Leafs Twitter people that you see, and they're so yeah. anti-critical and anti everything else. Like that's I think if I was a Florida fan and they didn't do that, I'd be like, wow, we really wasted for an sure. opportunity for sure. Kind of like when the Leafs traded for, for Nick Foligno.
1: They traded yeah. first. Third, two fourths, a six, and a seventh for Nick Felino, Ben Hutton, Riley Nash, and
2: David Riddish. Yeah, that's the worst deadline ever. That's brutal. yeah You got zero from those guys. Like
0: You got zero. four total games played and one assist. In the playoffs. In the play in the playoffs. From again, a first, a third, two fourths, a, a six
1: Is fi- <laughs> s- uh, it a fifth or a sixth for
2: Hutton?
0: For Hutton, it was a fifth.
2: Oh, so a fifth and a seventh.
1: Even and, worse. A seven.
0: and again, like
2: take your Leaf's goggles off for a second. Don't want to talk about an opportunity. The Leafs had maybe a 5 points whatever 8 million dollar LTIR opportunity that they didn't take this year. I think they could have used the 3 to 4 million dollar supporting cast forward this year in this playoffs. Absolutely. You think that could have tipped the tides in let's say a 7 game series where uh, they had the absolutely. more expected goals and shots? Absolutely. Well, yeah. that's exactly. So, yeah. but just be go. careful when you cr- when you pile on to GMs. cast stones exactly what's the saying after glass houses
0: people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones well
2: that's the thing like leafs twitter and like the actual reality is to be the most disconnected thing i've ever seen in my life but that's all of hockey.
0: i think it's all 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 of hockey fan twitter Twitter. all fandom hockey
2: twitter is also like pretty bad the disconnect between hockey twitter and like real life hockey fans is crazy
0: do you want to know what was making news on hockey twitter this week do i not really okay go i'm gonna say it anyways trevor's egress catching a shark Oh, people lost their minds. Why? Because they're like, how could you kill a shark? They're engaged. Oh, my.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Moving on. You'll have plenty of years. Additionally, what I wanted to get disconnect, into. Disconnect. Disconnect, <laughs> disconnect. I wanted to get into was the coaching strategy of Florida. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned Andrew I did, Burnett I yet. did. I did. Oh. I yeah.
2: said the blame should be on the two stars and the coach.
0: Oh, and the coach. Okay. Yes. Yeah, get in there. But how come, why the coach is what I wanted to address. What were your some of your thoughts? I'm still looking at Panthers. Well, break, he but. even admitted in his
2: uh, his post game scrum after game four, like you know, I, this was a great learning opportunity for me. Because to be fair, again, he probably was not thinking he's going to be an NHL coach, and then he suddenly was the coach of the best team in the league, and he did a decent job in the regular season, no doubt. But president's trophy, he's probably just from hearing things, he seems to put a lot of trust in his guys, maybe a player's coach. Mm-hmm which is why he didn't really change anything about the power play. Their power play was like, imagine the least power play last year times like 10. That's how bad it was. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. terrible. They they scored one goal in two series. They scored zero goals against
0: Washington. What do you think was play. the biggest issue with it? Well, I, the,
2: the low-hanging fruit is the fact that they went five forwards on the power play for 20 games, and then Aaron Ekblad came back. The blender. But to be fair, Aaron Ekblad one of the best shooting defensemen in the league, so... That shouldn't have been the issue. Some of it could have been goaltending. Some of it could have been the Leafs situation last year, overhandling the puck, trying to make the perfect play, not moving enough. And again, that's probably a result of having a defenseman back there who's going to look to shoot more than a forward who they had before who may be distributing more. So all these things could go into it. But again, I think he even said, maybe I should have made a change. Maybe I trusted my guys, uh, gave him a little too much leeway. Maybe he
0: did. I agree. That's a good point. Um, Additionally, I wanted to say there, uh, a strategic kind of flaw that i saw with their game the panthers love to play run and gun spread the ice they have some pretty mobile defense back there and allow them to move the puck up the ice tampa bay has a very strong forecheck like when you look at the guys nick paul sorelli's pretty good on the poor chat on the forecheck there i don't know hagel's whatever. Alex Calorn's very Ross good. Ross Colton even. Too. Ross Colton's very good. His, like it's it's a heavy yeah. forecheck and they hit very very hard. Like it made it more difficult for the defensemen of the Panthers to move the puck. And if your forwards are all sitting in the in the neutral zone there, like it's going to be more difficult to get the puck out. And then once you have the puck, if you get the puck into the neutral zone, Tampa Bay holds the line very very well. You're not going to be able to just waltz into the opposition like into the offensive zone and make a play from there, which they're very good at. You got to play a lot more dump and chase hockey, which we saw in the Leafs series and the Leafs did have a little bit of success there. So, that's where I thought they should have really shifted their strategy after like 5 minutes. They should have had it going. They should have had that ready going into to game 1, but they didn't.
2: Yeah, like we talked about the least dumping it in more. we're kind of like iffy on it. We think some, I think we will agree some of their guys probably should carry it a little more, but it's mm. clear like like hindsight twenty twenty. That was probably the right strategy against Tampa Bay's defense, a hundred percent. So, and you saw the other side of that, which was you know Florida stifled stifled their offense a little bit. Some of that's Vasilevsky, but like you said, some of that is Voracek and denying zone entries stuff like that. So,
0: yep. it's tough. I feel like
2: I don't really. I was gonna say I feel bad, but like they don't.
0: I they don't feel have, bad. Screw them. They're not a Hockey their, Town.
2: Their building was like
0: really bad. Yeah?
2: It was not loud at all. I was surprised. They needed
0: more. Uh, why am I drawing a blank? We should have been super strong. Kodak Black? Yeah. There we go. They needed more Kodak Black. <laughs> that was the most electric thing to happen in that building like <laughs> in the past. 10 years? Since uh, No, since 2015 when the Leafs drafted Mitch Marner. Ah. Uh, nice. Yeah. Always about the Leafs, baby. Uh, I was looking at uh, Panthers' young prospects, guys, they have. I mean, there's not much. I mean, Spencer Knight is a very young goaltender. Kind of forget that. Um, I think next year he's hopefully going to take an extra step. I mean, this year was encouraging, I would say. People put too much expectations on him preseason, I would say, just because, like, historically, how many goaltenders at that age have taken over a starting job, played awesome, taken their team on a good run into the playoffs, Right. It's unfortunate that you still are paying Bobrovsky, what, $10 million? But I think Spencer Knight's going to start to get a heavier workload there. So they have Spencer Knight. They traded away Owen Tippett. They have Hippo Niemi, who's been up and down. He's a good playmaker, I believe. Um, but he's been up and down a little bit. Hopefully he can take a step. That'd be a nice little cheap addition there. Maxine Mammon, uh, he was a sixth-round pick in 2016. He's gotten some games this year. He's a UFA, though. Oh, he's a UFA. Yes, he's 27. Mamman's at 20. Holy mm-hmm. moly. Anyways, so I guess not him. I, I don't think he would it's, cost much, much to re sign. Yeah. I mean, he didn't put up the greatest of numbers, but mm-hmm. he was still he was decent not bad, for them. Yeah.
1: yeah. E2, uh, Lu- uh, he's not really that young. but Lusterina. Yeah. years Yeah. He, old,
0: he got some control. utilization in there yeah, as well. Yeah, those guys will all play a little mm-hmm. more for sure. Yeah, and then as I mentioned, uh, Denisenko, too, right? So hopefully, Denisenko can take that extra step for them.
2: And then I think they'll fill in with some bottom six types there, and yeah. maybe they move out. Hornquist, we talked about. We'll see. Who knows? be a very interesting team this summer.
1: They could be a team that's uh, kind of after the first day of trade deadline, or sorry, free, free agency. agency. They don't really make a move, but with so many good players
2: available and so little cap space to go around, it's like— Seems y- a little like Leafs last— like Hyman's like mm-hmm. their— Marchman's yeah. like their Hyman, like— mm-hmm. Giroux like their Felino trade line, deadline acquisition that doesn't come back. Okay,
0: but Giroux, Felino. Sherrod's like their Bogosian. Like, (laughs) then they'll replace them with certain guys. (laughs) It's funny because the Leafs just signed Bogosian for one mil, and it was like, okay, whatever. Like, Logan's going to take that spot. Like, Sherrod, they gave up some good assets. Yeah, but Panthers fans were happy with it. so. So, yeah. Anyways, now they are. Hitting the Rippers. Again. 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 <laughs> We're back. The funny thing was, like, I, I mentioned that to my. I'm like, oh, did you see the, the Panthers are happening? He's like, in this day and age with your phone and social media, why would they be so dumb? I'm like, they're at the strip club, though. You can't pull out your phone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I do agree. That is like. On a back to back. Number one, the NHL should be ashamed that they're. Back to back. A second round game is doing. They're doing a back to back.
3: Who scheduled NHL thing ever? that? Yeah, I, I
0: understand in previous years where it's like the bubble they had to really condense it. Like, who else has played back to back? I can't
2: remember it. Like the bubble, like you said, but other than that,
0: I think last year they had to do it last as year, well. I but last year, year was imp- also condensed. Yeah, yeah condensed. Yeah. Like, this
1: year's technically also condensed, but not really because they not had to, really,
0: Nobody really else. Later. Nobody else yeah, had to have that know, though.
3: Yeah. yeah. So stupid. The NHL just uh, But
0: anyways the, anyways, the Panthers just decided to go out stay out until 245 certain players i don't know you who, know that but they joe, came out joe strong thornton was
1: there. yeah i was gonna say do you think joe he thornton just,
2: orchestrated no
0: it's probably he's probably like this might be my
2: last night in the nhl and it probably is sadly for he him played.
0: but he played that next he game did. too he did that's that's unfortunate i mean he was just bag of bones this year kind of thing like yeah. it'll be interesting to see what he decides no cops like that just sucks What a travesty. It ain't
2: easy. That's a lesson. It ain't easy.
0: It ain't easy. No, sir. any, any closing thoughts about Florida? No. The one thing I declared, it was not very productive in the playoffs. Just real quick. I've compared some, we compared some regular season to playoff uh, film on him. He just really likes to stretch the ice. He's a, a very, very fast player. He's not very physical though. He doesn't get himself the puck. And that's what completely limited him in the playoffs. He's very yeah. like, I'm not with the puck. He's not a perimeter player. He takes steps into the middle, like so cut to the middle off the rush, cut to the middle on the power play without the puck though. he is not assertive enough at all to get it. And it really stifled him.
2: We're trying to do year. a little thing to figure out, you know, as much as we want to say, you don't want to overreact to small sample sizes and the playoffs, you know, it can be a little bit, uh, fugazi sometimes like, I think we can all admit
0: we're cutting through the clichés.
2: There definitely is a different type of hockey played in the playoffs and maybe that lends itself to different types of players. That doesn't mean you automatically get 6'4" 220 guys over 5'11" 190 guys. No, that's not true. Look at Tampa's team. Look at what some of those guys do. Just there's maybe some skill sets that we can look to, at to see wow, this like transcends the playoffs. Like one of those things like you said is like being able to Win puck battles without, like, and get pucks for yourself mm-hmm. to create offense, right? So that's something Tampa does really well. Something yeah. I thought the Leafs did a decent job at, too.
3: Yeah. And
1: you can see it with even a guy who we kind of ragged on all season, John Tavares, made some great plays winning puck battles
2: and, and created and, opportunities well, off Because he had to. There exactly. Was in, in the playoffs against a good rush defense team like Tampa, he was, he, it was impossible for him to mm-hmm. generate anything mm-hmm. off the rush. So again, these are just things we're looking into. And, Duclair is an example this year again, like Joey said.
0: Last year, zero points in six games too.
2: But like, there's been guys like that in the Leafs. Like, you look at Kasperi Kapanen, for example. Like,
0: you know, mm-hmm.
2: he, in elevated minutes, even he just never really produced in the playoffs. Maybe a similar type of player, right? Another one of those guys is Nino Niederreiter for Carolina. Mm-hmm. He's produced better this year, but they've had issues with him in the playoffs, and we'll see. There might be a reason to that.
0: So, yeah, we will continue to dig, but. As I mentioned with DeClaire, yeah, like he he really likes to sit up high. He likes to cheat, kind of in the offense, in the defensive zone to get the those rush opportunities. But when I was watching that game against Carolina, he's so fast. He had two breakaways, drew two penalties, had four points, three of them on the power play, but just generated so much chance, so many chances because he's so fast. But in the playoffs. Like you weren't getting those rush opportunities, you had to face a bigger defense at the line, and there was like one play where I saw him chip it in and win the puck, but the rest of the game it was it was a it was kind of a struggle for him. I wouldn't be surprised if it came out that he was injured. He was looking like he was hobbling a little bit out there, but just in the playoffs you need to be able to get yourself the puck, whether that's you throw a hit and cause a giveaway, or take or you're able to generate takeaways through stick checks and whatever, right?
2: Yep, totally agree. It, it's, we're going to keep looking at guys.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So we'll keep talking about that. Next series, shall we? Yep. Which one do you want to get, battle of Battle of Alberta. All right, let's talk about Bert. What's the score in that one right two, now? 2-2 two two, now. 2-2. Whoa, what? I was to say it's 2 nothing.
1: It's
2: 2-2. Two, two. Holy. Soon to be going into the second intermission. Un, so. Unbelievable. Oh this, uh i don't know where to even start with that but first of all like mcdavid different level right now like yeah. diff- different different level that we've maybe never seen ever okay. i think in our in our generation we like we didn't have the luxury no. of watching Seriously, i don't think lemieux no. in, in his prime in, or gretzky in his prime so. but
0: like in what generation have you seen a player get hit by another player going full speed absorb the hit not move at all and then generate a goal after it. It's crazy. That's I think crazy. that was in game two or three that he did that. Like he is gone. He is tra- Like I don't know what to. I I don't know how to explain it. He he's he's going sicko mode. And people <laughs> who compare like
2: <laughs> that's good. Um, like Mario Lemieux, forty four points in twenty three playoff games is his high. Like Gretzky had forty nine. Like he can get to those numbers, but in this era, yeah, which is- where those guys in the regular season had literally two hundred points and like eighty goals. That's, and
0: he's not surrounded by Hall of Fame. Like Drysdale is a good player. Like, but
2: Drysdale is also only we, on one leg. Too, we're going to bring comes, up the the real X factor of the playoffs so far. Zach Hyman. No, come on. The action, not not the
0: Mike Smith. No, come on. Vander Kane. Yes, he's been good. He's been really good. <laughs> Very good. Goals count. <laughs> that is true. How many hat like multi goal games? Yeah. Does
2: anyone know who leads the NHL playoffs in shots? Kane? No, it's Nathan McKenna, but who's number two?
0: Evander Kane? Yes, sir. There we are. Throwing a wrench at me over there. But,
2: like, again, probably a player that the style that you sometimes get forced to play in in the playoffs lends to his game. I yeah, don't think yeah. that's at all a stretch. That's And, fair. again, he has – this is another, like, disconnect uh, Twitter real-life thing, apparently, because I agree. Like, I wouldn't have signed him. His off-ice was about as bad as we've seen. Mm-hmm. But, hey – mcdavid said let's sign this guy he was probably to, right they were desperate yeah and because. that like probably saved ken hall his job to be honest because now <laughs> he's getting endless praise by darren Dreger on the radio like his experience he knew what well, he was doing that and mike smith just le- remembered how to stop a pop <laughs> well sometimes <laughs> sometimes okay only sure. only in
1: this only in his own zone though <laughs> yeah. only in his <laughs> own zone, zone
2: like 12 goals in 11 games as of right now 10 of them at even strength very impressive very it's very crazy. impressive yeah Fifty three hits in 11 games. Yep. Yeah. And it only fifty three again. I sound like a, your uncle right now, but it's, like, what is there to say? He, he's been like,
0: great. He's been all over the ice. I mean, ice. I don't love the, the penalties that he's taken. No. However, he has been very, very effective on the ice um, off the ice. I mean, that is what, he I,
2: just had a kid like congrats to him. Hopefully that's something that'll another one. Yeah.
0: With a different different girl? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. With a different girl. I don't know the answer to that. But But I I do. Okay.
2: Um, (laughs) But yeah, like, who? I mean, that's going to be the most interesting contract. Him and Tony D'Angelo this summer will be very, very interesting. We're getting a little off topic. But, and like, Edmonton's right now steamrolling Calgary in terms of like high, high volume. How do I say this? Run and gun hockey, which is not Calgary's game, and Calgary, for whatever reason, is kind of like playing into it as the games get longer and longer. And no, Chris Tanev definitely does does hurt, and now he's playing hurt, clearly very hurt, very
0: hurt. There was a play like Chris Tanev is a fantastic defensive defenseman, right? There was a play on one of the goals where like his guy essentially knocked in the rebound, I believe it was, and he winced so hard afterwards because like you could just tell he was there; he was no match there. Because he's playing insanely injured. But then again, when they signed him, that was the concern, right? Yep. So, I unfortunately, just came at a bad time. But yeah. again, even Calgary,
2: like you talk about goaltending, Markstrom has not been up to the task in this series. That's a, making a big he's difference. He's
0: been horrendous, not up to the task. That'd be what like if he was below say? average. <laughs> he's been terrible. He's been not good. Mm. Mm. One thing to note, smart little goalie thing, even Mike McKenna posted the. Uh, Posted about this. He's staying in his reverse VH too much, which is where again you put the one pad flat on the ice and the other one is is up a little bit. He loves to stay in that because he's a bigger goaltender. He's six foot six, but it has burned him three times in this series. We even saw Mike Smith, six foot four goaltender. He got burned on that. I believe it was on the Elias Lindholm goal last game. If you stay in it too long and you don't get out of it it opens up the other side of the net because you're just a sitting duck against the against the post, essentially, right? And we've seen all these goalies get beat, not even up high, like just on the other side of the net because they're out of position
2: because they're sitting in there. 100%, and sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I think there's something to be said too of like maybe we saw a bit of this for Tampa, Florida too. The differing styles of hockey between Calgary versus Dallas and Calgary versus Edmonton could it's literally the opposite. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And Dallas, again, they didn't (laughs)
0: go the goaltending in that series too. I know, (laughs) but
2: imagine like the first game, I I don't know what the numbers were, but they had to have combined for almost as many goals as were scored in that entire first round series. In that first game between Calgary and Edmonton.
3: Yeah. Around
2: like it's in the ballpark. And again, it's hard to adjust from that. Like they tried to play really, you know, they played really well defensively. They didn't score that many goals, but then, There's got to be a change in like a Goudreau, a Kachuk, not Backlund, whoever. When you start to see more run and gun, it seems like they're leaning to okay, we got to run and gun a little more, a little more, a little more to adjust to this. And it's it's kind of they're calling kind of falling flat on their face right now. Which I think a lot of people would have predicted the opposite, which was that Calgary. Hundred
0: percent, I, I easily. I think I predicted the opposite, a hundred percent. But
2: the X factor, really, we can analyze as much as you want. They got the guy who's playing better than anyone <laughs> in any sport right now. Seriously. I saw a list today that I, it doesn't matter. I don't have to get into it. Someone ranked him as the fifth best player that you'd want to start your team right now in the playoffs. I, I just hope Wait, it's out what? of context. I don't know. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I think he's the best player in any. North American sport right now. That's, yeah. And I, I don't think that's a hot take. I, no. Like, I, I don't think, like, Giannis, Patrick Mahomes, those are guys that can give him a run. Like, he's, cr- he, what he's doing right now is crazy. And you got to yeah. tip your hat to it. I mean, he has 25 points in, a, like, 11
0: games. That's all you have to hi- say. Who's the second highest on that?
1: 22 those. with Dreisaitl, but Dreisaitl also plays with him, so that makes sense. Who's and then the, the, the highest non- Nikita Kucherov player. with 15. And then Evander Kane with 15. Wow. Zibanejad oh, with 15.
0: 3-2. Guess who scored? Who? Zach Hyman. It oh looks my like. Gosh. Can we
2: say something about Zach Hyman? This is like the pain of Leaf's nation, too. And
0: do oh, we I forgot don't... to mention against Florida. Kucherov came alive. That was interesting. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. great. But anyways, back to the Oilers. Like and I don't want to hear anyone say, oh, that's because he's playing more in Edmonton. Zach Hyman played
2: twenty two minutes a game against Montreal. Oh my God, this goal. But listen, listen. Against Montreal, we talked about this. He had one goal in seven games. We're not even sure he scored that goal. It glanced he didn't score that goal. I'm sorry. Jason's convinced he didn't even score. That's Warner's so goal. Say, I don't care. Let's say he had zero points in seven games. In his career in Toronto, he had 13 points in 32 playoff games. How many goals? Five goals. Five goals, 13 points, 32 playoff games, playing 19-27. In Edmonton, now in 12 games, he has eight goals. Oh, my gosh. So would this be nine
1: now?
3: No, that would be eight. Yeah, I added
2: those. Okay. And he's playing the same, 19 minutes a game as well. It, he scored
0: an empty net to happen again. Yeah.
1: Here, I'll show, I'll show <laughs> it, it to you. It's, it's absurd. Because it's like... How shot the shot
0: from... <laughs> so the puck comes across from uh, dry saddle to oh Nugent God. Hopkins. He shot. He almost missed tips, it, too. That's the funny part. And it's just a wild... You know what? Hit. I'm happy for Zach Hyman. We Oh, my God. S-
2: Calgary just scored. Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> this game is absurd. <laughs> we even said when he got signed, we think he's going to be good for Edmonton this year. Mm-hmm. Is that what they yeah. need? Maybe not. He's But he's going to be effective. He's a good player. But, my God. This is... It's getting ridiculous. Like... It's has, a curse. Like, this guy, he couldn't do anything for us in the playoffs.
1: He technically has he has five goals, technically four. I believe he has four playing for the Leafs. He has eight in, in oh. 11 games for Edmonton. Guess well, any of so, those empty netters? Too, sorry, sorry. No, I don't think so.
0: Guess what? Well, remember, oh, and, I bet, I bet Leafs, on yes. him to score a goal last year in the playoffs, and then he had an empty net, a I, breakaway, I, and he missed. missed. Yeah, I do remember so that. So guess what position Mike Smith was in when Goudreau scored this goal? was he out of the net? Reverse R- VH. VH. Oh.
1: Wow, far side under the pad too. And he
2: d- and he did the look around. He did the look around trying to trying to He's a big blame. <laughs> that was one of the funniest moments of the playoffs so far. Mike Smith gets scored on by Rasmus Anderson from his own blue line and he's like looking who who would dare <laughs> let that in? You.
0: Arms in the air. He's they funny. scored again. Calgary just scored again. Oh, my God. This is the crazy. Can we just stop talking about this series? I can't even keep up. It's
2: crazy. That's it. There's nothing even to say. McDavid's insane. That's it. We'll see you in game seven.
0: It needs to go seven. This is
2: just so
0: fired up. The
2: Battle of Alberta, baby. Let's uh, transition to... Let's do Carolina, New York. That's probably the most boring series.
0: One last last Hyman note. I thought it was funny how we mentioned how Hyman was really good at possession-wise. He had times, though... Uh, a little bit of difficulty cutting to the middle. Um, there was one goal he scored where he just skated around the entire ice. He did like a full lap and then just came around and then just like took a shot and it beat Mark. A terrible shot too, not like a under hot, the glove. <laughs> shot. Yeah.
2: But how much of of New York uh, Carolina have you watched?
0: I watched last game, so I believe like, uh, great radio. Carolina won this game. They're up three two. Correct. Yes, that is correct. Uh, special cop scored a very, very yes. nice goal. When you break it down, like just so many details to it, where, it, where you're just like, "Wow, what a goal scorer!" Um, I watched. I've watched here and there a little bit. Um, I mean, the two games that Carolina lost in New York. Carolina also has not won a road game so far. Yeah, it's crazy. They've
2: also not lost
0: a home game. <laughs> <laughs> On the flip side, you know, glass is always half full. Um, I've, I've thought Ranta has played pretty well for them. Like he's
2: a hundred percent. I heard there was a today, bit of a
0: scare last game where it looked like he was injured, but, but I heard today
2: debate. Should they put Anderson in? Jeff O'Neill lost his absolute <laughs> mind with that. It was pretty funny, but I actually can't say I disagree. Like there's something to be said about Frederick Anderson's ability to battle back from injury. Let's say that
0: it's weird. Like, I don't like, is he injured? Is he not? Like well, they're this saying is now the second team where it's like the doctor can't diagnose this lower body injury.
2: So I mean, and Ranta's gutted through, played pretty well. It's they're gonna ride him the rest of the way, no doubt.
0: Yeah, he did miss a game due to injury. Yeah, like last series. Yeah, yeah last yeah. series, and they Who played Kachukov. S- uh, he's a, he's that a, was a good. Was like product. game three or four? That was right? crazy. Yeah, I
1: think they won that too. No, no they, they didn't the win that game. Boston. They won. He came, he came in, in, in for and relief, and, won. and yeah, they yeah, won. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry,
0: he's sorry. a pretty good goaltender, Kachukov, and they they call him Coochie.
2: Nice name. Yeah, but this series, like. It's almost going exactly as you'd expect. Like Carolina is doing an effective job playing relatively low event hockey, moving the puck up the ice, dump and chase retrievals. Like New York's decor, I think, is doing a decent job. I've seen a couple bad turnovers. Like, yeah, but Shishkin saving them pretty much again. I don't know. Is that crazy Every to say? Game. That's kind of their strategy, and <laughs> they play into it. But. I think Carolina will probably close this one out in Game Six. I think they'll get their first road win. They're just a the better team, I, and I don't want to even overanalyze it because that's pretty much yeah. That's pretty much what it is.
0: I thought it was pretty funny. So someone was like to me, uh, they were watching New York Carolina, they were giving their thoughts about it. Like I guess they hadn't watched much of uh, Carolina this year, and they were like to me, like, man, this Seth Jarvis guy is really good. Yeah, Mike, he is really good. And then I had to break it to him. I'm like, yeah, the Leafs had that pick. They traded it for Marlowe. <laughs> And he's like, what? They traded it with Marlow. With Marlow. With Marlow. He's like, what? But I thought that was kind of funny.
2: He's another player that will probably continue to be
0: good in every type of game. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Just off his skill set. but And, again, Carolina, it's not one guy. Look at their goal distribution. Pull it up right now. It's crazy. They got... Ajo has four goals, Niederreiter four, Teravine in three, Trochek three, Jarvis three, Svechnikov four now. Like, oh, again, six guys. Niederreiter ultra. has four. Wow. Yeah, he's doing better this uh, this postseason. So which, be but interesting... he has one assist.
0: Oh, okay. so.
2: And he's shooting not. 22%, 18 shots on 11 games. But uh, okay. he's chipping in, though, yeah. which is important. Again, but that's kind of how they do it, right? Yeah. And they play solid defensively. Slavin's been really good. Brad Pesci's.
0: Probably... Aho's really good two ways.
2: Absolutely. D'Angelo's a really good player for them too it's crazy because he's an absolute lunatic
0: like
3: oh yeah going
2: at Ryan Reeves that takes some some gumption let's say
0: that Gerard Gallant was yelling at him to shut the F up yeah I too I, like even in the Boston series there was some like he was he was losing it like he's he's kept it together we'll call it <laughs> yes, so for, for him, yeah so far this year but like in the playoffs now's not the time to be to be running your mouth buddy like no not at all. And uh
2: but it'll just be interesting, like we talked about. Maybe the way to beat Tampa is like try to get the puck up as quick as possible, beat their forecheck, and dump the puck in past their mm-hmm. big rangy defenseman. Maybe yeah. Carolina has the mix to do that. It'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see. But then again, it'll come down to anti Ranta versus Andre Vasilevsky. So we'll see what happens. I don't want to jump ahead, maybe New York comes back. I've been impressed with some guys on New York, Ryder's been really good, jab. Yeah. Um Andrew Copp has been
0: fantastic oh, for them yeah. as a as a deadline. He's going to get game four. He he played very very he's well. Get some money like Carolina was starting to come back, and he he nailing the coffin on them there. Um, in terms of New York, I was also in, uh, I like K Andre Miller. Yeah, he's good. He's a good physical. Uh, they I, really lean on their top D. Like oh yeah, I
2: I'm not looking at it now, but pull up the ice time. It's significant. Like. Almost 30 minutes for Fox, 25 for Truba, 25 for Miller.
0: They love putting uh, Fox and Lingren together. Yeah, I noticed. I I looked it up on Natural Stat Trick. I I believe. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Regular season, Lingren and Fox played like Lingren played more minutes with Fox than he did with Shesterkin on the ice. (laughs) What? (laughs) Wow. Look at. I could be wrong, but I believe believe. I'm. He's a solid
2: stay at home. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. He he's, he's been chipping in offensively though too the, these playoffs. I think he has a couple of goals which he didn't have in the regular season, right? He's also
2: like way younger than I realized.
0: Yeah, he's uh, 98 or something. Like that. 24. What? Yeah, he's a 98. I born didn't know that. He has a brother uh who's currently backing up the Blues, Charlie Lindgren. Huh. I don't know that. A, wow. an, an, what What was the trade reason? I'm going to look now. For Ryan, right now. for Ryan Lindgren? it was Ooh. Boston
1: with Matt Bilexi, Ryan Spooner, round oh. first round pick Rick Nash, second Sh- round pick for Rick. Nash.
0: I did not realize that. Interesting, good, good for him. But them. he's been, for me, he's been like, I guess, kind of out trajectorying what I had for expectations sure. for. for sure. Him. Like he was a stay at home defenseman in college, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think he put up the the most seven iPad. points,
1: nine points in his thirty
0: two, thirty five uh, games exactly. In college, he's so. Like. And in the <clears throat> NHL, he's putting up like the exact same numbers. Yeah, It's yeah, solid. That's going to be like uh, the Mathot Carlson for them. Yeah, that's a thing, good comparison. Right? Wow, like so, that. but Adam Fox Smart just guy. really like watch him play. Just his puck distribution, Dynamic, just, his wow. ability to find guys is insane. Like it's, it's a treat deception, to watch. Deception, exactly. Yeah, and his ability to move too is, is yeah, very, the skating very good. also helps. -hmm. Um, I saw someone try to compare Shabbat to Adam Fox. Who tried to? Was it It Dave? Dave, was it you? No, 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 it was not. It was not. It was some Ottawa. It was different Ottawa guys. And um, I mean, all you have to say is uh, uh, Fox had more points this year than Shabbat has had in the past two years. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. Yeah. He's also just way way better. better. (laughs) Shabbat or uh, Theodore? Who are you taking? I don't know. Theodore. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I didn't. I don't know. I'm not getting into that. But. Anyways, you think Carolina wins? Shabbat's, this one? Shabbat's into the, the semifinals of the world championships. Where's Theodore? Yeah. You think Carolina? Yeah,
1: wins. Carolina wins in seven.
0: Yeah. In seven because they can't. Just win stick with those. the. Sh-
1: <laughs> it's actually crazy I how much I hope we get home-wise. some more
0: game sevens. Yeah. I then, really, really hope. Well, it's 4 4 now, Kevin. Yeah, I was going to say,
1: I don't oh want to interrupt yeah, the They scored literally a minute after.
0: <laughs> Let me see. The, pull the goal up.
1: It was Evan Bouchard shot
2: from the point. Bouch? What a guy. Um, Last series, maybe given the battle of alberta a run for its money like, yep. some of the twists and turns in this one first of all i just want to say obviously like nazem kadri is a, is a legend like i think every leaf has a soft spot for nazem kadri and like sucks what he goes through off the ice but that guy just what a what a warrior what a game probably the best game he'll ever play had hat trick silencing the crowd i oh, saw ron McLean was like critical of that which is like crazy like <laughs> But <laughs> shut the hell up. Um, yeah, shout out Nazim Kadri. That's that's the first thing I want to say about hell that yeah. series.
0: Yeah, if you're DMing, I don't know, an athlete trashing them like that, like just
1: you deserve to have your face blasted on Twitter so that yeah. people can find. And who then you those are. people
2: complain that, oh why yeah. why are you revealing me? Look what you said. I can't even repeat it on this podcast. That's
0: <laughs> oh, you can't it. repeat that anywhere. I know. It's stupid. It's disgusting. But yeah.
2: also, like, here's the other thing. Undoubtedly, Nazem Kadri on the ice is a pest. We know that. He's been suspended. But, of like, people are insane. Like, don't do
0: that. It's crazy. Yeah. Also, yeah. like It wasn't even... On the play, they're they're criticizing him for Like, it wasn't his fault It's not even all. his fault. No. It's that's not his cr- fault. That's so crazy. What about
1: <laughs> Milan Lucic who almost freaking
2: decked Mike Smith? Like, <laughs> like... Almost? He did. He did. Like, he basically did. Like... Well, it's also like... I made see no effort B- to stop. I like, see Blues fans, like... Some of them boo catchers. Like, yeah, I get that. Like, no one's saying you shouldn't boo him. No one's saying he's like a clean as a whistle player. He's been suspended yeah. a lot. but yeah. That's part, all that's we're part saying of the fun is, of being a fan. You can all, boo him, but, but don't be an ass. No, I'm just Sorry, saying, like, the pushback
0: that people are giving. Uh, they're, they're ridiculous. Like, those people are crazy. Like, yeah. Um, and then Bennington throwing a water bottle. That guy is also crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, is, he is. But you well, know what? I mean, he, that goes without saying. He's tried to fight so many people. But you know what? The league needs so much. Yeah, we need
1: this. Like, okay, not not Um, the cadre side. I do want to, you brought up
0: Lucic and I do want to bring up one of the funniest videos I didn't know existed. How have you never, I'm shocked you never seen that. This one, ready? And. Awesome radio. I'm not
1: going to really get into that. I just stuck around because I just want to say the piece of shit I think Lucic is 50 pounds on me and runs me like that. It's unbelievable.
2: You've never seen that? It paused out, but I can't believe you've never seen that. That's a solid
1: player. I respected him for how hard he played. That was gutless.
3: Gutless. Piece of shit.
2: (laughs) That and the the Mike Richards. We're we're letting guys get away with murder. What's next? Mass murder? Those are the two Ryan Miller sound bites that are all... I cannot believe you've never seen that. (laughs) Wait. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what <laughs>
2: that's go look it up after the podcast
0: oh my god miller's like a smart guy too yeah, I <laughs> smart guy. <laughs> They're, hey these goalies yeah we're a bit bit of a different breed
2: but uh that series has been really fun i gotta give credit to uh st louis in terms of i love their builds like their team it's like Again, they had to really retool. They lost Petrangelo. Bollmeister,
0: obviously, unfortunate injury. How he, crazy is it? Before they lost Petrangelo, they signed Justin Falk to all that money. And he's been really good. And then they lose Petrangelo, and he's been very, very good. And well, Torrey Krug. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's a very different D mix for them. Even
2: Krug's been injured. Pareco. Like, mm-hmm. Pareco's still good. But, again, something we talk about a lot. They seem to have prioritized with a lot of the guys they've brought in an ability to put the puck in the back of the net, yes. and it's it seemed to pay off for them.
0: I mean, I can't believe you mentioned Nazem Kadri. You didn't mention who scored the OT winner. Former form leaf that Adam was
2: Votak. a terrible goal.
0: <laughs> no, it was, it was a screen. It was through that a screen. That was a terrible was through a goal. screen. Jill, just, that was a terrible goal. He's but, looking one way. He's looking on one side of the player. Bozak waits, 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 takes a shot. It goes right through Bowen Byram, I believe it was. And Darcy Kemper couldn't pick it up. I yeah, don't know. He should was... have picked
2: it up okay. that was not a good shot. All right. Um, David, you... how about David Perron?
0: Before we get off Tyler Bozak, did you see the the uh, the screenshot of the article I posted? Yeah, of Damian Cox. Uh, tw- tw- and 2000, July 2013 saying that uh, Bozak isn't in the Leafs' future plans. Oh, that's funny. It said, five like, five seasons well, after some that. Some of the
2: centers, they said, would play ahead of him, like Joel Colburn. Yeah. F- Who they traded Jay, that that. No. Jay, it, was, was it, it Was it not McClement? It was McClement. I believe. It was McClement. Yeah. But... Hey, yeah. He's had a
1: great career for yeah. himself. Fun, really, he has. Fun fact: In 2015, an article was also written about
2: Connor McDavid modeling his game after, after Tyler, Tyler Bozak. Bozak. Right, uh, Ron McLean brought that up too. Um, <laughs> also, obviously, the first thing they talk about after he scores, uh, by the way, an overtime winning goal for a team he literally won the Stanley Cup with. The first thing he says is, "Reminded me of him in Toronto back in 20 like 2015." Why, like? He won the cup with St. Louis. Like, but whatever. It's just made me laugh when, when it's always about the least. It's, it's always, always about, about the, the least. least. It's always about the least. It is.
0: Oh yeah. But yeah. St. Louis backs against the wall on the road down three, one they're down three Oh, in the third period. And they were able to come back to make it with three, three. And then Nathan McKinnon scores like Robert Bertuzzo forgot how to play defense on that. But like, it was no I don't even blame him because just how shifty and fast McKinnon is. That is I, he wiped his sorry. memory. He did the the men in black thing to him. Like
1: <laughs> I truly just believe he wasn't ready for that speed because he was he got up by so fast. It was and, and honestly
0: it also goes into my theory. I've
2: talked about I think once on this podcast. Like people will say, Oh, how is Huso was so out of position there? Well, I don't think he's expecting the guy <laughs> to go end to end in three seconds, dangle defenseman and go t- like Sure, something... he was out of
0: position, but he just went so fast. Well, it's also,
2: like, he probably has no idea what, oh, my God, what am I watching right yeah. here? Like, he's not prepared for that. <laughs> but this is the level that goal was. Like, I talked to some, someone today who, like, coaches hockey at a pretty high level. And some kids, like, 12, 13-year-old kids are trying to, like, Yo, I want to be McKinnon, go N10. It's like, no, no, don't do that because that's how crazy. that That goal is, like, a once-a-year crazy, not trying to stifle skill on young kids, but, like, that is such an elite talent to take the puck behind the net in 2022, not in yeah, like it's
0: high game in the third period in the playoffs. Yeah, it's
2: crazy. Look how many strides he takes without crossing over. The answer is zero. He crosses over, crosses over, crosses over, crosses over, glides to dangle, Bortuzzo, and goes top shelf. It's crazy. That's just like him, McDavid, McCarr. Their skating is it's hard to out of replicate. this world. Out but this then
0: world. St. Louis tied it up and like. I kind of got a question. Why is Kale McCarr defending the front I, of the net instead of Josh Manson, who you paid to get at the deadline? Like, I was, why isn't he doing that? I was
1: wondering the same thing watching it. Why is McCarr like n- not saying McCarr shouldn't be like is, is a for defender. He's a great you, player. He's a great have, offensive player. though. Yeah, like you have other defenders who are small. probably better at covering net front than Kale. Like McCarr. look at
0: look at the forwards on St. Louis. Like, is Kale McCarr going to be able to contain Ryan O'Reilly in front of the net? It's tough. No, It's
2: just not his game, but they just lean on those guys so much. Right? They also just put out their first. There's no, not Kadri. Maybe you think Kadri. Nichushkin, one of the best defensive players in the league. Nope. McKinnon, Ranton, and Landis which is not technically yeah. not their first line. But you know what I mean? Like, Is that the optimal defending a lead lineup? Like, If the Leafs put out Matthews, Marner, and Nylander when they're trying to. I think people would look at that. Or Tavares as well. People would be like, that's kind of weird. With, with yeah. Morgan, Riley, and TJ Brody. People would probably be like, "Wait,
0: there no. was something on Bednar trying to line match." I believe it was. I don't know. Like, yeah,
2: that's why he keeps changing. Like their top six mix. Oh, interesting.
0: But, um, I don't know how helps it, when you
2: have uh, a lot of really good players. But. Yeah,
0: but it'll be interesting. Hopefully, that one goes to seven two. I want to see three game sevens. That'd be fun. If no, Colorado
2: blows this one, you want to talk killer instinct? Well, it's interesting that.
0: Like
1: a guy who shuffles a top six. I don't know if this is a, a relation at all, but hey, our our guy kind of shuffled the top six a bit too. I mean, it was more middle six, but coaching wise, I mean, yeah. yeah.
2: But it's like he puts Kadri with Nachuskin and Landeskog, and they just okay. shut down a lot. Oh, okay, fair, fair. Not yeah. like put, I don't, I don't know like the context. Take of... your two defensive guys in Engvall and camp and put your least defensive guy on that. Okay, yeah. I'm just yep. hey,
0: hell yeah. There's well, somebody yeah, to maybe be, it, set, it still it
1: still to be set for continuity, right? Like with, when playing playing with the same same guys. But yeah, anyways. Like and
2: also like low-key, Kemper's been good. Probably needs to go to another level if they're going to win. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I like him a lot. We talked about it last podcast, but... Yeah. Huso hasn't even been anything that special. Huso. Really. Huso's been not good at all. Bennington's was, was, was really good. Was but, really good. Yeah, I think Colorado wins next game though. Yeah. I, I think maybe even like a steamroll game.
0: Ah. What do you think? Just off that loss, like I know, there's
2: no now. There's no sitting back for them. Like if you sit back, you're, you're. I hope they're shocked,
0: and then we get a good game seven. I want to see three game sevens. I have no dog and no dog here.
2: (laughs) Just want chaos, pure
1: chaos. You're just like the sicko. Also, like we got, (laughs) you got to
0: give Nate McKinnon credit for
2: how he produces in the playoffs. 82 points in 59 playoff games. That's crazy. 36 goals in 59 playoff games. This guy's scoring. At a near 55 goal pace in the playoffs. That's that's crazy. And, like, yeah. And I they're know. not fluke goals. And he's done it, like, m- repeatedly now. So. I know. It took is him a least... while to get going, though, guys. Remember, if you're a Leafs fan, like McKinnon. Ah, the problem is now the Leafs have gotten going. <laughs> I was going to say, it's year nine for McKinnon. It's going to be year seven for the Leafs guys. Yeah. So, this would be the time.
0: This would be the time. Yep. Sorry, year. <laughs> but. Any other thoughts about the playoffs you guys had here?
2: It's hard to watch after the Leafs got eliminated, but like seeing elite, elite talent this year. It's like some years, like like McDavid wasn't in the second round last year, for example. Like
0: some teams. I think some of the games make it pretty easy to. Like when you're watching Mm. Edmonton, Calgary. It's easy. It's fun. When you're watching Colorado blow a 3 0 lead, like it's pretty. Like if every game was like Rangers, Carolina, then. Yes, I would say it's, it makes it more difficult, but some of these games have just been complete chaos. And
2: that's like, why, like, I, do I do I want to see Edmonton win a cup with Zach Hyman lift it? Probably. Like, truth serum? Probably probably not. Like, no. Ken Holland get all that praise. Not, nothing wrong with Ken Holland, but some questionable moves? Probably not. But would I like to see Edmonton play Colorado and McDavid go against McKinnon and McCard defend Dreisaitl? Ooh. and. Hyman I didn't even Kane. consider that. That would be a sick... You want to talk run and gun? You want to talk your uncle's going to turn it off because there's too much offense? Yeah, That would be the series. I'd love to see Cody Cc lift the cup. Um, uh, can I just say, like, I, I don't want to bag on Cody Cc, and he's created a lot of offense. I think he has one or two goals, three or four or five assists. Did he just score, as I'm telling No, no, they
1: just posted a, a Collins Key acquisition. It's Cody Cc, Duncan Key, Zach Hyman, Mike Smith, Evander Kane.
0: Yeah,
2: no doubt. But his <laughs> his underlying numbers are very bad still in the playoffs. Yeah,
0: I just, think he's used purely defensively, and yeah. you know, yeah, Yeah.
2: he's just
1: a warm body.
0: To me, he he will we'll always have that clip of him missing the net by how, a mile. Yeah. Emil to <laughs> <for> just
1: anyone <laughs> who knows, if you know, you know. What was it? Emil, he's a soccer player. He basically like was in the eighteen in in the in the six yard box. I think it was not maybe yeah. not, but he was in the box and he somehow got it out for a throw, like shot it across the net and it went out for a throw. It was absurd. Wow.
0: The the Jim Houston call on that play too just makes it, and he missed the net by a mile. (laughs) (laughs) Like wide open. CC. Uh, Um, Yeah. Any other closing thoughts you guys had? Uh, No.
2: Losing seven? uh, I don't know. Yeah. I just hope we get those series because I think Carolina-Tampa would be like a very stylistic, cool matchup, like strength versus weaknesses. And then Colorado Calgary would be like your running gun. Oh my god, nonstop hal-
0: action every night, which would be cool. So we'll see. Yep, I agree. And Colorado, Tampa in the finals,
2: like that's the ultimate.
0: We need we need that. There's no more like pure defensive teams left. Mm, there. No one's gonna talk about that though. <laughs> Thank God finally. I mean
2: Well, I'm sure it'll come up again. The, again, w- we say this many times in the offseason. There's more than one way to win a cup. Every year, the team that wins the cup, we got to copy it. Let's get our Gord Coleman Goudreau line going. Like that line let's, existed. Let's yeah. put our
0: highest paid player on LTIR all year. <laughs> Vegas tried it.
2: <laughs> that How'd true. that go?
0: Now, is that, that, is, that is that the
2: model now? Vegas oh did it. Is that the model God. to do? They missed the freaking playoffs. Again, what's good for the goose, not always good for the gander.
0: Wow. That's a great point. I think we Thank can you. close it off on that. Thank you, everyone, for listening.
1: Goalies, go, Lisko. The Rink Rat Report podcast is brought to you by Betstamp, the ultimate sports betting companion app. Track, follow, and analyze your bets across multiple sportsbooks. And while you're there, check out the world's first verified buy-and-sell marketplace for sports betting picks. Download the app today. The Rink Rat Report podcast is also brought to you by Season 2 of The Lock Garage. Host Marco Shara, a Toronto criminal defence lawyer, interviews various criminal lawyers about the practice of criminal defence, gets them to share their war stories, and helpful tips for up-and-coming lawyers interested in the area of law. Out now on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Step into the garage, listen to the experts, and get a tune-up.